0: This is a presentation from Narara Valley Baptist Church, a church that's desperate for God and passionate for people. We have 28 minutes to have some fun and then I'm going on holidays. Don't know what I feel like doing tonight before I go on holidays. I I guess I better just give it my all, then I can rest. But for my last sermon before I go on holidays, I want it to be a prophetic sermon. Uh, I've sort of got this message on my heart, and it is a Christmas sermon in a sense, but I wanted to do it in a bit of a different way, and I would really love to end tonight in a time of prayer. And uh, I'm just excited for what God might want to do, despite any of my stress or my anxiety. Speaking of stress and anxiety, there is a sound that gives me deep stress and anxiety. Perhaps this sound doesn't give you stress or anxiety, but when I hear this sound, I get stress and anxiety. I want to try to play this sound for you. I'm just going to hope it works here. Let's see, if it, let's see if it comes out the speakers. This sound, it gives me stress and anxiety. Don't know. When I start feeling my pocket vibrate and I start hearing this sound... you what the heartbeat it goes it's like who could that possibly be some people would be excited to get a phone call not me not me not me i'm not excited when i get a phone call it's like is that a scammer is that am i in trouble is it my boss am i is what my mind just goes violently wild i don't know if that sound gives you stress or anxiety i much prefer text i much prefer this sound At least then I can pretend that I didn't see it or hear it. Uh, I can look at the name first and go, yep, I'm opening that one, or no, I'm not opening that one. Texts are much better. Don't all check your phone at once. My sermon tonight is called Don't Leave Him on Red. And I'm going to tell the story of Mary from Luke 2. And I'm not going to read it to you word for word from the Bible I'm going to do it in a more creative way Uh, but if you're one of these people in the room who's like I need to hear from I need to hear directly from the Bible I give you full permission to uh, approach me in the foyer and I will read it for you word for word from the ESV for now I'm going to show you and teach you the story from a much different perspective and in a much different way one day Mary was chilling in her house playing on her iPhone, and she got a text message. Hey. She thought, new phone, who dis? (laughs) Gradual. Sorry, autocorrect, Gabriel. I'm texting on behalf of the big guy in the sky. You are highly favored. You're scaring me. True story, this really happened. Uh, you'll notice they're blue because I do believe that God and the Holy Spirit use iPhones and uh, have iMessage. Uh, Androids are left for other characters in the Bible that shall not be named. Uh, if you get a green text message bubble come up on your phone from God, don't trust it. Don't trust it. Don't trust that thing. Don't be scared, God likes you and has chosen you to have a baby, congrats. What, lol? Haha, <laughs> 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 that's what Elizabeth and Zechariah said. If you know the story, Elizabeth, you know, they just had a baby too, she was very old, Zachariah was like, that's impossible. Oh well. But I've never, you know, I can't have a baby, it's impossible. If God can make Lizzie have a baby in her old age, Elizabeth, he can do this miracle for you. The baby will be conceived by the Holy Spirit. It's an upside-down smiley face emoji, because she's obviously very confused. But what will my friends and family think? I could be, st- you know, back in this day and age, if she's, you know, going around and she's, you know, you know, doing things she shouldn't be doing before she's married, they could, they could throw rocks at her. This could be, this could be, this could be real, a real problem. What if no one believes me? No one will believe me. Dot 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 but I am the Lord's servant and I will trust him. May your word be fulfilled. May your word be fulfilled. May your word be fulfilled. This is a bit of a prophetic sermon. I wanna speak to every single person in the room. I don't know about you, but I just feel like anything could happen in life at any moment. For some reason, I am deeply emotional recently and I, I don't understand why I feel like every sermon I've got up and I've had to say something along the lines of oh this made me cry the other day or I've had to say you know whatever whatever or, or I'm getting up and I'm choking myself up in various moments God is doing something in me <laughs> where he's obviously teaching me compassion and empathy and giving me a deeper understanding because I am just I, everything is bringing tears to my eyes and this this happened yesterday I was driving along the Central Coast Highway to go to Singo's West Gosford to buy a rack of lamb to cook a meal for my friends Josh and Sienna. And I had to pass the West Gosford Highway, you know, between, you know, where the 7-Eleven is and past Agcock Park and and it was like backed up with cars for ages, backed up with cars It was going so slow and I thought I should have gone to Singo's in Erina. What's the point of going to Singo's in West Gosford? And then I kept driving until I realised all the the lights, the flashing lights, the the, um, fire trucks, the police cars. And I'm driving past and I see just at the 7-Eleven, there were two totaled cars like worse than I've ever seen. Worse than I've ever seen. I didn't know cars could get that busted up. One was upside down, so many fire trucks, so many cars. And it's just like everyone going slow to have a look. And I thought... I've driven past car accidents before but for some reason this really choked me up and I don't know what it was I think it's because I've been planning family Christmas like the fly to Adelaide I had to book the flights I've had to get ready you know the whole family's preparing when is each person going to arrive how are we going to travel you know who's we're doing a roster for who's going to cook dinner at my grandparents house over the next three weeks we're doing all that stuff lots and lots and lots and lots of preparation and when I saw these cars I thought wow whatever they were planning and preparing, just completely changed. Just completely changed. I wonder if the people in these cars had flights booked. I wonder if the people in these cars were meeting their family they haven't seen for a couple of years for Christmas. And it hit me and I started crying. I thought, oh, my goodness, life could change at any moment. And God bless the paramedics and the firefighters who help people in those situations. And I remember hearing a family at this church uh, on a panel one time talk about how, they pass a car accident or see any things, they pray. And I thought, geez, I've got to pray. I just want to pray for these families. God willing, the Central Coast um, incidents and reports page says that the two people in the separate cars were airlifted to hospitals, and at this, the last I read, were being uh, tended to by medical professionals. But these cars were—they were messed up. I mean, I'm pretty impressed with the engineering of cars. Let's put it that way. These people were able to get airlifted to hospital and survive that mess. Life could change at any moment. That seems like a scary, bad sort of at any moment. A scary, bad sort of an any moment. But I also think our life could change at any moment for the positive. I am... It's gonna be authentic, it was my last moment for a while. I am twenty eight and single and I wake up every day and I think, Well, could meet her today. <laughs> my life could change. I don't know what it is for you. Your life could change at any moment. You get a call from your boss. Adam Burden gets a call from his boss and they're Adam, you're the new CEO of the National Australian Bank <laughs> and his life changes forever. I hope hope I'm your friend when you're the CEO of NAB, Adam. (laughs) Your life could change at any moment. Your life could change at any moment. Your life could change at any moment. God could speak to you at any moment. Some of the most profound times I've ever felt called by God, it's been in the most random time, the most random time. And sometimes people hear God speak to them in the hardest times. One of my favourite ladies on the planet, Sue Rodriguez, who is from my old church, and she still texts me like once a month to say she's praying for me. Do you know that she met God after a car accident? She had a car accident, was the worst day of her life, and she believed that God protected her, and from that day forward, she devoted her life to God, and she has the most amazing testimony ever. God can speak in the bad situations and in the good, and your life could change at any moment, because this I truly believe, He has your number. He has your number. He had Mary's number. You know, he shows up to Mary and in some sense she was chosen because, you know, she was Elizabeth's cousin and there was a connection there if you read the book of Luke. And then she was chosen because she was sort of from the line of David and Jesus had to come from the line of David. But there were lots of people who came from the line of David. And there were lots of people who were cousins with each other. But God had her number. This random girl some historians would say she could be as young as 14 years old, is visited by an angel. Her phone goes ding. Her phone goes ding. And God has your number. He wants to text you. He wants to say, hey. Some of us are clueless. Some of us never answer him, but you should answer him. Your phone shouldn't look like this. Hey, red. Hey, red. Hey, red. Hey, red. Hey. Red. Hey. Red, hey, red, hey, red. That is some of us. <laughs> it's been me at times in my life. God's like, hey, and I'm like, oh, just let me check the name on that for a second, or I can answer that later. Some of us get the first one. It's like we go straight to aeroplane mode. Let's shut that communication off straight away. Some of us are in like, uh, what do you call it? I've been putting it on since 8.30 now because I just get way too distracted. Nighttime mode. Do not disturb. Imagine that, God's trying to say hey to you and it comes back a text message. Lewis has do not disturb activated. You can contact him at 10.30 tomorrow. Oh, the things in life I would miss if I don't respond to God. Oh, the things I would miss. But I would say, answer him. I would also say he calls all sorts. If he's got your number, he calls all sorts and he calls you for all different sorts Of reasons. He was calling Mary to be the mother of the Messiah, to give birth to God Himself. A pretty high calling. Pretty high calling. I don't think any of you have to worry about God sending you that text message. But He could say any of these things God wants you to join kids' church. God wants you to dump that dude. God wants you to talk about him to your friends. God wants you to plan a church. God wants you to cook for your neighbor. God wants you to attend the community dinner. You know, everyone thinks that God's going to send you to some, like, some crazy big thing, like um, God wants you to move to Africa and um, learn how to be an eye surgeon so you can restore sight to the blind. But sometimes God is just saying, hey, attend the community dinner. Some of us, it's not a big thing, but it's like we need to walk into that community dinner next week and sit with someone we don't already know so that we can be a welcoming community and welcome someone who's brand new here. For some of us, that's what God wants you to do next week. Just come along to the community dinner and to sit and to have a meal. To sit and to have a meal. Of course, just like Mary, we might say, but... Mary, I alluded to this before. She lives in a very different culture. If you get the chance, go back and listen to the podcast that Neil Harris did in our Christmas series last year. He talked about how this for Mary wasn't just like, you know, God wants you to join kids' church. Yay, I'll join kids' church. And then 1,700 children got saved through the kids' ministry over the next three years, and everyone lived happily ever after. This was like, God's calling you to give birth to the Messiah. And Mary, who's betrothed to be married, she's thinking, well, I'm 14. And I don't know what it's like to be a woman nor to give birth. I hear it's very easy. It's... She's thinking, "How's my body going to do this? I'm young. She would be freaking out. What's, jo- what's Joseph going to think? Because you know, sometimes Joseph he's insecure, so sometimes he sneaks through her phone and looks for her text messages. You know What's he going to think when he sees that I'm about to be pregnant? know what I'm saying she's stressed she thinks what's my society going to think what's the world going to think what are the Jewish rabbis going to think next time I go to synagogue with a baby bump and you know she's wearing it she's she's trying to wear baggy baggy cloth as long as she possibly can but if she knows eventually someone's going to see it she is freaking out her life is on the line her life is on the line They could get so angry that they will throw stones at her she really needs to trust she really needs to be afraid she's saying but but what if but what if but what if i hear youth leaders say all the time but what if i'm not trained enough what if i'm not good enough what if i can't stick around for long enough what if i can't lead these youth in the right direction for people who want to serve on kids church but, but but what if what if it gets too tiring what if i'm not good at it for people that join the coffee team what if i can't make a beautiful rosetta with the with the milk or because we do coffee in the morning what if i can't wake up at 7 30 in the morning That'd be me. If God told me to serve on the coffee team, I'd like, but God, I need that extra 20 minutes in bed. But what if? God wants you to talk to your friends who don't know him about him. But what if they judge me? What if I lose my friends? God wants you to be integrous in your workplace. But what if I earn less money? God wants you to do all sorts of things. And we're so good at saying but, but what if, but what if but what if? For me, if God was you know God is calling me called me into ministry, and if I said, but but what about all the bad things I've done? Am I good enough for this? What if my sermon doesn't make any sense whatsoever? What if people are just sitting there confused? But what if, But I've been a performer my whole life. Performers get in front of people. I've also had like body image issues. What if I'm just too weird looking for anyone to even listen to me? What if I can't stand up straight enough? What if when I watch it back on the video, I just am cringing the whole time? That's why I love that um, the modern world has podcasts invented. I've got a face for radio. but what if but what if but what if what if my parents think this isn't a real job and they're desperate for me to find a real job and they're worried about me what if what if what if these are like real what ifs I've had to face in my life but what if but what if something I've learned just like the the angel said to Mary was this if God can do it for them he can do it for you. If God can do it for them, he can do it for you. This is what, you know, Mary's freaking out. She's saying, she's saying um, but what if, but what if this is impossible? I'm a virgin. It's never going to happen. And he says, well, Elizabeth had a baby in her old age. You saw what God did for Elizabeth. God can do a miracle for you. If you're sitting in the room thinking, what if, what if, let me tell you some stories. If you're thinking about joining Kids Church and you're like, but what if I'm not good enough? What if the kids don't get along with me? Let me tell you about some of our Kids Church leaders who serve faithfully every week. Some of them had the same thoughts as you, but they decided to give it a go anyway. They decided to trust. There's people, lovely people in our... I love seeing um, Mrs. Douglas up on the stage dancing to the Kids Church songs this morning. At some point God called her into kids ministry and she probably went but what if I'm too old what if the kids don't understand me if she can dance on the stage with the kids during our Christmas production so can you God can give energy to make someone dance he can do the same for you what if I'm not trained enough in youth ministry well neither was I when I was 17 and moved to the Central Coast and joined a youth ministry. For, I remember being 16 at my youth ministry in Biloela and I had this idea for a, what I called an acoustic night and we we're going to go out to a farm and put candles everywhere all over the hay, which seems really dangerous now that I think about it. <laughs> and we were going to get out an acoustic guitar and everyone was going to share their story. And I remember going to the youth pastor at 16, at 16 saying, oh, I've been on this camp, I saw this really awesome thing, can I give this a go? And I just remember the youth pastor going, yeah, why not? Talk to Carl, he has a farm, see if he can plan a night. We plan this acoustic night where we get all these candles out and I host it and and all of a sudden people start sharing their story and everyone starts forming this community at this little youth group in or in the middle of nowhere. At 16 years old, I didn't know what I was doing. I was making that thing up on the spot. It's one of the most powerful nights ever. At 16 years old, I want to be the kind of youth pastor that says, hey, I know you feel like you're not trained enough. But I would have trusted you when you were 16 you had no idea. Because people trusted me when I was 16 and I had no idea. There's a lot of paperwork to do though and we'll, we'll do it properly. <laughs> you want to share your story with your friends? Look, I know some people that have lost friends because they shared the gospel with them. I also know a lot of people who have come to knowledge of the truth, come to knowledge of light because someone shared the gospel with them and I wonder if that's what you're called to do God did it for them he can do it for you God would say if God can use Lewis trust me he can use you it's what God would say I've got a past as well we've all got a past in this room I've done things I'm not proud of, just like you've done things you're not proud of. I've got sin in my life, just like you've got sin in your life. I gossip sometimes, just like you gossip sometimes. I have a tendency to to be tempted towards the bad and not the good, just like you. I'm just like you. That's why I'm standing on this floor and not on the stage. I'm just like you. But I have this tattoo on my arm. It says, irrevocable. Romans 11, 29 says, the gifts and call of God are irrevocable. And I need this tattoo because sometimes I'm sitting down writing a sermon and I need to be reminded, the gifts and call of God are irrevocable. God has used me, despite coming from a small country town, despite knowing sometimes not being as um, smart and theological as people I've met in the past, not being as, as cool as the youth pastors I keep meeting, you know, at the Pentecostal churches they wear the cool clothes. I'm like, geez, I wish I, wish I looked like that. I can't. You know, there's lots of of things that I fail at. There's lots of mistakes I've made. And it's just like sometimes I'm like, I can't do this anymore, but I'm writing my sermon irrevocable. The gifts and call of God are irrevocable. If God can use me, trust me, he can use you. If God can use me, trust me, he can use you. Trust, accept, and serve. Mary says this beautiful thing, and I will read it. I will read it word for word because it's so beautiful. And Mary said, Behold, I am a servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. And Mary said, Behold, I am a servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. You have to accept, you have to trust, you have to be willing to serve and I don't know what it is for each of you in this room, it's, it's going to be fairly nuanced. Some of you say, but I am too old. I believe that no one is too old. My favourite thing about Johnny when he was a youth pastor is that he had a 95-year-old on his youth team. You were never too old. If you're in the room and you're 95... I'd love you to join the youth team. I won't look around to the people I assume are 95. (laughs) Sort of a gray haired dude at the back of the room there with glasses. Oh wait, that's just Dave Moore. Sorry mate. (laughs) Some of you would think you were too young. I learnt this this week. You know like the statue of David, the beautiful statue of David. Naked Dave, they call him. Michelangelo, the artist, do you know how old he was when he carved that? 26. 26 years old when he carved that, that thousands of, more, millions of people have walked past and gone to see. 26. You know, Jesus' disciples were between 15 and 30 years old. Between 15 and 30 years old. You know, Jesus was just thirty years old when he started his ministry. crazy Some of you are like 15 year olds no that 's the age the disciples were when Jesus called them into ministry. It was only three years later that he sent them out in the world to run the church for him. Crazy! Most churches these days wouldn 't hire an associate or a senior pastor if they were less than not going to say anything in case I offend Travis because I don't know his age. <laughs> you know? A church gets a resume from a 30 year old, they're going to chuck that thing straight out. You know what I mean? How weird is that? It doesn't matter. Jesus was, he was Jesus to be fair. <laughs> his disciple, one of them was 15. No wonder Peter was full of himself, he was a teenager. No wonder he was bold enough to walk on the water. He was a teenager. You're not too young. You're not too young. You're not too inexperienced. You've got what it takes. You've got to trust, accept and serve. What if I'm not bold enough to talk to my friends who don't know Jesus? You go on a family Christmas, you've got family members who aren't Christian. Now please, please don't be cringe. You know, when you get family Christmas and everyone else is a non-Christian, you're saying, well, can we please play grace? Everyone hold hands together. I'm going to bow our heads. And you say a long-winded 10-minute prayer, praying for their souls and so that the blood of Jesus would cover them. That's not going to work. It might. Actually, I don't want to say that. It could work. God can you? It works in mysterious ways. But in my opinion, that's not going to work. But you know what could work? When your family members ask how your year's been, no matter what you say, You talk about the goodness of God in your life. It's been a hard year, but you know, I've been trusting God. It's been a great year and I'm thankful to God. That'll speak volumes. That'll speak volumes. It's very simple. It's very simple. God is calling us all into various different things. And I don't know what it is personally for you. But I know that he loves you and that he calls you and I know that he loves and he calls everyone. You just got to text back, just got to text back. I'm the Lord's servant. I trust him, may your word be fulfilled. You just got to text back. Can everyone bow their heads and close their eyes for one second? God, I just pray for the people in this room. I pray that they would hear your voice and respond. God, I pray that they would see you in creation. I pray that when they look at the stars, they would hear your voice, God. I pray that when they look at the ocean over the school holidays, they would see your glory and majesty, God. I pray that when they're in their devotion time and they pick up their Bibles and read your word, they would come to an understanding of what you were calling them to. God, I pray that you would give desires in our hearts of what we are called to. God, I pray that you would speak. God, I pray that you would speak. God, I pray that you would speak. God, I pray that people would know they are loved. I pray they would know they're called. God, for everyone in the room who's feeling a little lost, For everyone in the room who just doesn't know about the future, God, I I want to be called, but I just don't hear you. You know, there's a lot of people in the room like that. God, I pray that you would reassure them that you are giving them uh, desires in their heart. I pray that their hearts would turn towards you, God, and they'd understand that sometimes it's just as simple as, sometimes it's as simple as, well, maybe I'm called just to show up to church next week sit at a community dinner. God, I pray for the young and for the people that feel inexperienced. Would you tell them if God can do it for Lewis at 16, he can do it for them. Pray for the old in the room, uh, people who feel like um, life has sort of passed them by and maybe they're too old to connect with the younger people in the room, that that you are not finished with them, God, and that... um, if there's breath in their lungs, they've got a mission and a purpose. I pray you would reveal that to them. God, I deeply thank you for who you are. We praise you, God. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 God works in mysterious ways. I'm, I feel deeply called to see a generation through youth ministry and I intend to do that. It means I've got a... Jeez, a lot of phones are going off. You can check them if you want. Sorry if I didn't have your phone number. Just read it off someone else's phone. Uh, but God does call people. Let me tell you just one story for my life and then we can go. Uh, in the future, I do feel called, much like our previous youth pastor went to plan a church, I do feel called to in some day plan a church. I sort of don't uh, hold that back anymore. It's not going to happen anytime soon. I want to see a generation through youth ministry and there's a few years left yet for me to do that but one day I want to feel called and I was hanging out with my friends Josh and Sienna one night and I was talking to them because I feel that they are called to go with me (laughs) and I was talking to them and I said to them look you know I've got this many years until I need to start thinking about this but you know I'm starting to think about it now. You know, I'm, I'm a creative fellow. I like to think of names and I like to think of different ministry. You know, and I, I want to start thinking now. So if, if you want to be part of this, I need you to, you know, let's make a decision right now. Like, tell me next week. Tell me next week. You know, try listen, try listen, and tell me next week because we need to start planning this thing because I'm like a guy that likes to plan multiple years ahead. <laughs> and pretty much that night, they were like, "Ah, oh, it's way too fast. We just moved to Greenhouse. We're loving it there." probably not going to happen. And I'm thinking, ah, God. (laughs) I was on a Friday night after youth. We often catch up on a Friday night after youth. And Saturday goes past and obviously they're having conversations. Yeah, it's not going to happen. Then they go to church on Sunday morning at Greenhouse and Greenhouse has like a traveling prophet come around. You know, like sometimes I give you encouragements from the front. Um, Well, they had a guy that likes to do that a lot. Like it's his whole thing. And the guy gets up the front. And he points to Josh and Sienna or something along these lines and says, you two are called to plan a church. moves on to the next people. They come to me on the Monday and they say, well, we're going to tell you no. Then we went to church just a couple of hours later and we told we meant to plan a church. So now me and Josh and Sienna are so keen for the future because we want to fulfill what God has on our hearts in our lives in the very far future. I'm going to be here for a while yet. But that's an example of God speaking. And for me, it's very tangible. I can see it. But it's not going to be the same for all of you. And none of you in this room should compare yourselves to me or compare yourselves to the person at the front. This, I deeply believe. God is always speaking in the silence. For some of you, you will go and lie and look at the stars. And God will reveal his majesty to you. And the calling that he has for your life is simply to follow him and to trust in him. For some of you will go to the ocean, you'll see the waves crashing, his glory, his majesty. And you realize, wow, there must be a God. And your calling will simply be to be loved by him. For some of you, you'll be lying in bed one night after a tragedy. You'll be thinking, why, God, why? And you'll struggle with it for years. Why, God, why? And all the while, he's going to be texting you, hey, 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 red, hey, red, hey, red, airplane mode. Go off airplane mode. Ding, 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 hey, hey, hey. And your calling is simply going to be to take his hand and trust in him that's what i deeply believe about every single one of you and i pray that over the course of the next school holidays you would find moments that god speaks to you and it's going to be different for everyone but god speaks and if you're really stuck something i genuinely believe is that this book is inspired by the holy spirit and that means i believe that if you open this book and you read it god will speak to you there's no other option so i encourage you if you're really lost go to your local health hotel and open the top drawer and steal the Gideon's Bible and take it home and read it. If you're one of these Christians that believes we shouldn't steal, (laughs) we've got lots of Bibles here and I'll give you one. If you're in this room and you don't have a Bible, I will give you one tonight. Come and see me. And if you read it over the next six weeks, over the holiday period, I genuinely believe that God will speak to you. That's what I believe.